Let's pray real quick before we move on. Father, uh, we do thank you. You're a good, good father. And I know sometimes, God, it's all we can do uh, to just sing that out in faith. Uh, To even sing that bridge that grabs me every time that you are perfect in all of your ways. God, I pray that you would help our unbelief in all the areas of our lives where we are failing to see that, failing to really believe that. God, I pray as we look to your... um, to your son Jesus and as he gives his life for us and as he's risen again and all of your promises that are ours in Christ and the spirit that bears witness to that reality, Father, I pray that you would um, build us up in courage and hope, God, uh, as we remember that you are a good, good father and you're working things out for our good. Um, And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, great. Thanks, Jeff. Uh, And thank you for singing uh, with us. Uh, let me do this again so we can, we can start the recording uh, with Jeff's prayer. Uh, welcome to Vision Dinner, and um, thank you for being here. We intend this year, in 2016, to move this meeting, which has been throughout the life of our church, a monthly meeting for us, uh, for it to become a quarterly meeting uh, that we do just about every other month, um, between now and the time summer hits, and then after summer until um, Christmas time. And so we're only going to do about four of these this year, which means we'd love to have as many people come to them as possible. So thank you again. Uh, for being here tonight. Uh, we, we intend to cover some really important stuff. Uh, these meetings are really important. A lot of times people will say, well, I didn't know that was going on. And my first thing is, well, uh, come to things when we do them, uh, because I do think we are trying to communicate, but we'll continue to try to get better at that. So what I'd like to do tonight is kind of give, uh, in light of the President's uh, State of the Union address last night, this is kind of our State of the Union address for our church. And so I was joking with some of the guys at dinner. What that means is, is I'm going to pause about every seven seconds, and I expect that, that you will stand that you will stand and applaud, uh, no matter how plausible what I might be saying at the moment, uh, really, no matter how much it makes sense or doesn't make sense. Uh, so that's, what I, that's my expectation tonight. I hope, so I hope you can, hope you can you know, follow through. No. There you go. Thank you. Thank you, Carter. That really is, well, that, 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 we, this will turn into a two-and-a-half-hour meeting instead of a 25-minute meeting if we too much, do too much of that. Uh, I, I really want to meditate for just a minute on 2015 with you. We've been doing this as a staff, and uh, the verse that comes to mind is this verse from Ephesians 3. Uh, Paul writes to the Ephesians that God is always at work doing and hear his words far more abundantly than we can ask or think according to the power at work within us. And so I want to stop and take a minute with you, corporately, as I've been doing privately and as we've been doing as a staff, uh, to really look back at 2015 for a few minutes and celebrate all that God has made possible in our church. And I'll be honest with you, um, uh, I don't know. I don't know that if we do this for the next 35 years, I'm not sure that we, will, that we may never experience another year like 2015. I mean, really, I mean that. I mean, I, I sincerely, sincerely mean that in terms of, of what... Uh, what the Lord, uh, the good things the Lord did among us in this in this uh, this past year, and so I just tried to come up with a few of them. Now, just some context and perspective. Any one of these things, um, just about any one of these things, for most of them, uh, wisdom would probably say you should only tackle maybe one of these a year. And there's about ten of them on the page that I've that I've listed, and so that's that really is the kind of year that it's been. Uh, and, and, I, and we don't, we're not, we don't want to boast, we, uh, you know, let's say at the outset, not to us, O Lord, not to us, but to your name be glory, and yet we want to, we want to recognize uh, God's work among us, and not be afraid of, of uh, saying, uh, the Lord has done great things for us. 
and we're filled with joy because of that, right, as the psalmist said. And so there's a number of things, okay? So many of you know, in January 2015, let me just go through these briefly. In, 2015, in, in January of last year, we commissioned and sent the first full-time missionaries from our church, Tony and Amber Ellswick, and their four girls who are currently serving in Managua, Nicaragua. Uh, and that, that, I mean, you know, from day one was a huge goal of ours. Uh, I remember going to a missions conference, or a pastor's conference in Bethlehem, or excuse me, in Minneapolis, Minnesota, Bethlehem Baptist Church, John Piper's Church, and just the the commitment of that church to, uh, as a local church, be raising up people from their midst and sending them uh, to the ends of the earth with the message of the gospel just struck my heart, and I knew uh, all the years I traveled and did ministry overseas, I knew uh, that the thing that I desired more than anything else is to be a part of a church that was that was consistently sending people from their midst to go. Uh, and so we were able to do that, and I rejoice in that. I'm, I'm not even sure if you're aware, but almost 50% of their support comes from our church. I mean, which is pretty amazing when you think about it. So, I mean, you, you are largely, you are largely due. Uh, you are largely to, responsible for, I should say, uh, their ministry uh, in Nicaragua, which is flourishing. They'll be home in about six weeks, for about six weeks. Uh, they'll actually be here with us for um, for Palm Sunday and Easter Sunday, and then Tony's going to be preaching the Sunday after Easter Sunday, so it'll be nice to have them around again. In the spring of last year, we ordained and installed our second class of officers, and in that class there were four elders and two deacons, and I'm rejoicing in, 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 in that as well. Uh, we held two seminars in 2016. This was a big deal. It was one of our big initiatives this past year. Jonathan was largely responsible for this, the Gospel in the Heart Seminar in May and the Gospel in the World Weekend in November. And as I just thought back, I mean, both of those things were hugely successful. And in fact, we um, this next year, uh, Jonathan, is Ken Sandy the one coming? Is the, he's not. His guy is. Uh, but in, in our Gospel in the Heart Seminar in May or in April, whenever it is, I don't know. When is it? April. Uh, there's a calendar running around here, magnet calendar somewhere. Uh, but the, a guy, the guys from Peacemakers Ministry are going to be coming to talk to us about what it looks like to be a culture of peace and peacemaking in our church. And then, Lord willing, in November, uh, my uh, seminary professor uh, and favorite all-around guy, just about, uh, Richard Pratt, is going to be with us um, in November to do a missions conference with us. Now, that, that's a big deal. He's, he's a pretty big deal. And so that's going to be a really fun time this next year, but I'm glad and, and grateful for God working to make those things happen. As you probably are well aware, we transitioned to two services on Sunday mornings uh, in the fall as well, and and we've seen about a, a 20% increase in our attendance as a result of that. So whereas before we made that move, a low Sunday for us would have been something like 250 to 265, and a high Sunday would have been about 290. Now, on the other side of that move, a low Sunday now is somewhere about 320, 325, something like that. And uh, the last couple of weeks, the highs have been in maybe 360, 365. So there's been quite a quite a significant growth and change because of that. And so um, last Sunday, including Redeemer Southwest, uh, I think the the count was something like 380 people in both of the both of the uh, congregations. So um, God's good. And if you, I couldn't, I mean, I was blown away this past Sunday at just how many, how many new people continue to be uh, here every week. It's fun. The people that serve communion, (laughs) the people that are up here and serve communion, they're consistent 
feedback is, I didn't know half the people that came. I mean, I didn't know. I didn't even know any of those people. And that's a good thing. It's what we've been praying that God would do. And so rejoice in that. Rejoice that, 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 that God has, you know, heard our prayers and that he is working in the way that we've asked him to. Uh, with all of that change uh, came a rebranding of our church, uh, changing the logo, the website, and the app, and all of those things, which may have seemed to happen really fast, but was very, very, um, I would dare to say, exhausting. Uh, from the from from a staff standpoint, it was a lot of work, and Joe did some great work with that, and is largely responsible for all of that. But I'm I'm excited. I think the new the new name and the new logo really do uh, more adequately capture uh, what our mission is uh, over the next five to ten years as a church, which we'll talk about in just a minute. Uh, you may not be aware, but this fall, Mops started another year of ministry here. Uh, they have grown so significantly that there is now a waiting list to be a part of the MOPS group here at our church because we literally, uh, by law, can't fit any more children in the worship, in the children's space that we have over there. If we could, then they could probably, they probably would have who knows how many people. But uh, if you come on a Tuesday, it's like enter at your own risk. All the staff like stays over on this side. We don't even like dare to go over there, right, Montine? It's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you even get near the door, you can just feel the buzz of energy. But it's really great, and we're, we're excited about mops. But that's a, that's a really big deal. Um, and so you ought to come and just see it sometime, or come and help. They always need help with, with uh, watching the children. Uh, at the close of 2015, we launched Heart for Winter Haven. And our goal, our goal in do, and what I mean by that is, although we seeded this ministry, and we have been doing Brad's accounting for him, and some of those kinds of things, as of the first of the year, we have officially given, given Heart for Winter Haven away as a gift to our city. It is not a ministry of Church of the Earth, Redeemer, Winter Haven, uh, because it cannot be associated with us because we really, the longevity and success of the ministry is dependent upon various churches all over the city catching a vision for what Brad Beattie is trying to do and being willing to jump in financially with him. And unfortunately, God, for, you know, God forgive us, but unfortunately... Other churches don't like to cooperate when it's a church's idea. So we had to kind of take our hands off of that, take our name off of that, and give it away. But in, in doing so, uh, we were able to raise, Brad and I were able to raise about $100,000 in support and pledges for the ministry. There's still a lot of money that needs to be raised, but, um, but, but we were, we, we, God was very, very generous and very, very good to us in that. So that's a huge thing and a great thing. Uh, we held our first annual sacrificial mission offering and collected uh, about $35,000 in that offering, uh, which will allow us to increase our annual giving to mission partners like Life Choice. Lauren will be uh, glad to know that we will probably be able to increase our giving to the, some of these things. We also, at the same time, and this is, this is the unadvised, unadvised, unadvisable part of probably the way that it all kind of just jumped on us at one time. At the same time, if you remember one Sunday not long ago where Jeff... We printed in the worship folder a kind of a wish list for the church plan of all the different things that they wanted. You, as a church, fully funded that wish list. And so everything that they needed, they were able to buy. And at the same time, we put on the Elbert Christmas store and asked for donations. And we were able to lavishly um, and generously provide all of that for them and end up with a $10,000 surplus to be used for future projects with Elbert. There you go. That's where they, that, that's good. Yeah. So that... So I just, I just really am overwhelmed at, um, at the generosity of, um, of this church, and it pr- is pretty amazing. Uh, in January, in, on January 24th of 20, 2016, not 2015, 
typo. Uh, Redeemer Southwest will hold their first worship service. Just so, just so you can be aware of some of the stuff, Jeff and I uh, hit, the, hit the streets, and we're able to raise about $150,000 in funding for that project this past year. And so he is, he's got more money than we do, is what that means. So yeah, you, I mean, if anybody needs a loan, see him. No, they're going to need it, but they, they, God has provided for them, and he can talk about that in a minute. But they currently have about 60 adults and children in attendance at their meetings. And so they are off to a great start, and that's going to be a huge part of what happens this next year. And then lastly, something you might not be aware of, we've also been working uh, to organize a Polk County Church Planting Network called Renew Polk, which is going to be a joint venture of the churches that have been planted by and through Trinity Presbyterian Church in Lakeland. So that means Trinity and Christ Community Presbyterian Church in Lakeland and Redeemer Lakeland and Strong Tower which has been Turner's Church plant, and now Redeemer Winter Haven, which will, compri- which will be comprised of both Redeemer City here and also Jeff's congregation. So we have about seven churches, um, and the first year budget for that church planning network will be about fifty thousand dollars. And I, I've talked about that in the past, but that is we are trying to set ourselves up for the kind of aggressive church planting uh, that we would like to see happen. We're about to kick it into overdrive, and our uh, long-term goal will be that we would plant twenty churches in the next twenty years in Polk County. So that's what we're trying to do there. And um, funding will not be an issue. What will be an issue is being able to find, um, find guys, uh, church planters that can, that can go and do that uh, great work because it's hard. So there you go. What do you think? Yeah. Pretty awesome, huh? Yeah. It really, is, it really is pretty remarkable. And we spent some time just as a staff marveling at that. Uh, it makes me tired to think about it, uh, it has been it's been it's been a hard year um, and a busy year, and um, but but a very very good year. So I, I give thanks to God. So why don't we when we stop and do that? Can we do that? Just give Him thanks. So I'll pray this time. I'm going to ask you to pray in a minute. But so Father, um, we do give you thanks, and we don't dare to take any credit for ourselves, to pat ourselves on the back. We are uh, we were reminded in Luke's gospel, that uh, at the end of whatever things we might accomplish in our lives, we are nothing more than um, unworthy servants. You, you are the one who's worthy. Lord Jesus, when they called out in heaven looking for one who is worthy to open the seals of, of uh, God's scroll, there was only one, and it wasn't. Me, it wasn't anybody else in this room. It was only uh, the, the, the line of the tribe of Judah who was the lamb, lamb slain before the foundation of the world. And so we, we uh, exclaim to you, you, you alone are worthy. And we give you thanks for how richly you have blessed our church and how abundantly you've provided for us. And so we thank you for these things that we prayed in Jesus' name. Amen. So turn the page over. 2016 then. What does 2016 hold? Uh, in light of in light of uh, in light of the things that we talked about, and you can see our rallying cry there and our some of our objectives. But if you look at the short term, short excuse me, the short range goals in 2016, some of the things we're hoping and praying for God to do among us in 2016. We hope we hope to successfully launch. Man, it's probably more than a hope. I mean, it's going to happen right now. I mean, there's no hoping, but we hope to launch Redeemer Southwest in January and see Jeff and Marissa and their core group flourishing in ministry to our city. We hope. To have a total of 500 people in worship every week among the three congregations of Redeemer Winter Haven. You say three congregations. Hold on. Let me 
Let me get there, and I'll explain to you in just a minute. We hope to hire a Spanish-speaking church planter pastor to serve as the pastor of the Berea congregation. We hope to hold a joint worship service with an African-American congregation in our city sometime this next year. Um, Just to begin to build solidarity and uh, unity and as a physical expression of the even racial reconciliation that the gospel can bring. That's been on my heart. We also hope to hold a joint worship service of all the Renew Polk churches at some point to celebrate what God is doing among us in our, in our county. Uh, we hope to prioritize leadership development and discipleship during 2016 for men, women, and students for sake of gospel multiplication in community groups, church plants, and, and, and these sorts of things moving forward. So know that's going to be a huge part of what this next year is going to be. As a, as a result, Jonathan, this was just arbitrary. I don't know if this is a fair number, but I put five community groups. Is that is that fair, or what would you say the number is that we hope for next year? Do you see that? <laughs> three. So three new, three new, optimistically five, realistically three uh, new community groups this next year, which we de- we desperately need. We're going to do another missions offering um, toward the end of the year. My goal is to raise $50,000 in that offering, and then we hope to hold officer nominations late in 2016. However, given all of those short-range goals, the, long, the long-range goal, the thing that, that, we are, that we believe that we are going to be taken up with uh, over the next probably five to even ten years of the life of our church is just this statement. You see there down at the bottom, and that's what we want to finish talking about. Give Jeff a minute to talk, and then I want to talk about Bria for a minute. But the long-range goal of Redeemer Winter Haven is to make Jesus' invisible kingdom visible in Winter Haven, Polk County, in the world by being a praying community of Jesus' disciples gathered in multiple congregations in each quadrant of our city and totaling 1,000 people who embody the truth of the gospel and spread the gospel in both word and deed. That's just our mission statement, but with an added emphasis of the, the so you can see there the church planting emphasis of being one church but gathered in multiple congregations in each quadrant of our city, northeast, northwest, southwest, and southeast, which is the goal, and all of those, all of those congregations totaling 1,000 people, it's just an arbitrary number. It's 1% of the total population of greater Winter Haven area. So if you think about 1% of the people in the city, uh, you know, in kind of the, the wheels of our, of our ministry and philosophy of ministry and vision, it's just, it's just a number. It's not about growing and becoming a number. It's about what can we do, what resources and abilities together with that number of people in multiple congregations, what, what will we be able to do towards the, meeting the real needs of our city when we've, when we've kind of gathered that much momentum. That's really what that's about. And then being people who embody the truth of the gospel and spread the gospel in both word and deed. So you're well aware that the first order, the first order of business in, in moving toward that vision is to see Redeemer Southwest in the southwest part of our city, uh, up and going, which they are pretty much there. And so if it's okay with you guys, I was going to ask Jeff to come and maybe give like the very latest update, and then we we're just going to take a few minutes and pray for them. Okay? Greetings. Um, one of the, one of the best things we did was start meeting as a, you know, 2000, um, I guess it was, uh, 14 was a lot of me individually preparing myself, going through ordination and all those different steps and, uh, networking, um, building relationships and casting vision. And God brought together a small group of people and we really started meeting in February. 
We started meeting in February uh, in Eagle Lake at an old schoolhouse that the city, some, a lot of you guys have been there to help us with childcare. Thank you. Um, but it was a great year kind of to see God create this new community of people. And it took time. Like you get in the room, nobody really knows each other. You're like, Hey, you know, cause so a lot, like half that group came from outside of this church and about half that group came from inside this church. And so to see God, you know, begin to weave these relationships together. And so we spent the whole year praying, planning, talking about, you name it. Uh, it was good for us. We ate together. And so all that culminated into late this year, um, beginning to find a place. And God answered all of our prayers, uh, a lot of which you provided for other people. And then things like just a facility. You know, that was a really big deal for us, finding the right place. All the schools shut us down for whatever reason. Uh, and then the Howard Johnson came through. And so we held uh, two preview services there now. Uh, this last Sunday was our second and final one. Um, you know, someone gave us a trailer. We're doing you know, like Redeemer did in the early days. We're dragging a trailer and, you know, setting things up and we're buying coffee from Dunkin' Donuts and people are grabbing the credit card at the last minute and buying stuff and it's just crazy. But it's been really good. Um, things have went really, really surprisingly, almost scary smoothly. Um, and maybe, I mean, just I, I, we sang earlier uh, a piece that surpasses all understanding, a piece I can hardly think. And I really have that right now. Uh, which is God's grace to me, because I feel like I've told people I should be freaking out right now, but I'm not at all. Um, God has just been so good, and I feel such a peace about where we're at. Um, and so now you'll start seeing, hopefully, on Facebook and, and around, we're actually inviting people. Because at our two preview services, we didn't do, like, outside invitations, really. The first one was just our core group launch team, kind of dry walk-through, real worship service, but let's see what works and what doesn't, and if, like, hotel guests, like, walk in our service, you know, what that's going to be like, um, they didn't, they did peek in, kind of wonder what's going on in here. Um, but it went really well. And so now we, we launch on the 24th and we're really excited. And so we printed about 500 actual invitations and you'll see, I'm trying to share stuff on Facebook because you can get a lot of traction that way. And all of the sewing we've been doing relationally in 2015 now is when we pray to see fruit from that. Really. I mean, we have, I, I can say for our group, we have been faithful in praying and faithful in sewing pushing ourselves outside of comfort zones, being at ball fields, work, you name it, building relationships with neighbors, unchurched people, mainly unchurched people, unbelievers and stuff. And it's been exciting. And we've seen some of those people come to some of our events, like chili cook-off and park days and stuff like that. Now it's like, okay, now we have like a real service. So we'd love for you to come like a real thing. We're legit now. So come now. Um, and so I just have five things you can pray for, whether you write them down, you remember them. I just jotted these down. Uh, quickly. And this is really the verse that's been on my heart uh, as I was reading last week. Psalm 90, verse 17. Um, it says, uh, let the favor of the Lord our God be upon us and establish the work of our hands upon us. Yes, establish the work of our hands. That's my prayer. God, let your favor be upon us. Establish the work of our hands. And so these are the five things you can pray for. One is just the launch day service. It's going to be new. It's going to be, who knows what could happen. You know, if the hotel is like full on Saturday night, we don't have parking on Sunday morning. We got to figure that out. I mean, little things like that. So just pray for launch day that it would be smooth. It would be fun. It would go well. Um, we'd see, um, and that leads to my second one, um, that new people would come from all of our outreach efforts. You know, we're inviting a lot of people that, so I want to see, hopefully see these people. Um, thirdly, uh, pray for unity as God does form really, um, a new congregation, a new church in, in a lot of real ways. I mean, a new congregation with our own culture and our own practices to a certain degree, cause it's a new group of people, you know, um, and, and we're being brought together and for us to continue to just be bold and, and just faithful and flexible, uh, through these early days. So pray for our group. 
fourthly, pray for our leadership and their families. Um, we formed ministry teams near the end of the year, and that was like one of the best things we did. People have just proven to be so talented and faithful and just dignified, and I've been able to delegate, and they've been awesome. And so um, Ben Blasio is leading the Setup Breakdown team. His wife is doing children's ministry. Uh, Michelle Gilmore is leading the hospitality team. Ethan Gilmore is doing music, uh, and Joe is doing assimilation. Um, and Brad Copeland is kind of doing some administrative stuff. So those people, man, they've carried a lot this fall and they have done awesome. And so pray for them, pray for their families. They're very important. Um, and then just pray for me and my family, uh, pray, uh, that the enemy would, um, that we would not be led into temptation, but delivered from evil, uh, pray for that for my family, because inevitably I think, uh, we, we will feel, and we have even in these days as the pressures built just spiritual warfare in different ways. And you can feel that and it's real. Now God's protected us and preserved us, but, uh, much due to people praying for us and loving on us and, um, you know, faithful group of people around us. So, uh, if you have any random questions, I'd love to answer them. Um, if I didn't cover every single thing about Redeemer Southwest. I hardly ever have questions. Well, I love you guys. We're thankful for you. We're excited. Um, And we'll see what God does. We're excited. So. They didn't stand, but they clapped. So here's what we'll do. Um, Let's find, find a buddy. If you can, if you're, I mean, this is an introvert's worst nightmare. I realize. So if it's really that big a deal, just quietly pray to yourself, but let's take, let's take like two minutes and just spend some time praying those things that Jeff just said. Uh, I'm going to say this Sunday, but one of the ways when we when we started um, on our first Sunday, we had we had 230 something people come to our first worship service. Now, if we do that to him on Sunday morning, they may not get invited back to the Howard Johnson the next week. But but I would really encourage you in the first in the first six to eight weeks of their thing, uh, sometime sometime in February March, just take a Sunday instead of coming here, go there and just encourage them and help them fill out that room a little bit. It would be a big help to them. Uh, but also, be, be, let's be faithful to pray for them in the way that he's told us that we can. Yeah. 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 That's the kind of church we want to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Who knows? All right, Diane, I'm not going to affirm that in the name of Jesus, but no. Let's uh, let's pray. Let's gather together and pray. Can we do that? So find somebody and just spend a minute praying for the things that Jeff just said and then I'll and then I'll close this time. Okay? And so Father, we do pray for our friends that are playing in this church. May the favor of the Lord our God be upon them. And may you indeed establish the work of their hands. Establish the work of their hands, we pray. Uh, for the sake of your kingdom and your name, amen. Amen. Sorry to break, sorry to break up the prayer time. but um, Okay, so one more thing I want to let you know. So again, if, if the long-range goal for 2016 and beyond is that we, be, that we make Jesus' invisible kingdom visible in Winter Haven and Polk County and the world by being a praying community of Jesus' disciples gathered in multiple congregations, all over our city. Uh, I don't know if you're even aware, but we we have a sister church in our in our in our community, uh, Berea Presbyterian Church. It's a Spanish-speaking church. They're a group of about 50 people, um, and they actually meet on um, spir- 
Yeah, Wrecker Highway. Thank you. Golly, it's late and tired. Um, right across from um, from the Baptist Church out there, uh, and and so they have a little building. There's about fifty of them. They um, they have been without a pastor for a long time, and they are partic- they have they were a particular church in the past, which means they had their own session and whatnot. But because of some things that have happened internally with them over the last six months to a year. Um, they have had to move back to mission status, which means they don't have a session. So our presbytery, which this is all Presbyterian lingo, it's kind of hard to keep up with. But uh, our presbytery, which is kind of the geographic, uh, the the oversight of the geographic area of churches that we're a part of, has formed a a temporary commission that's been serving as the session of this church. So you got guys from literally all over that are. That are, that are acting in authority in this local body. So the Presbytery came to us about six months ago. Jonathan has really been leading the charge on this. And uh, they came and said, would your church be willing to just step in and, and take these guys on? And, uh, and we really have wrestled with that. Uh, and, but in uh, December, as a session, uh, we really feel like um, we are so, we are so, this is going to sound terrible, but we are so desperate to see a work among the 15 to 20% of our city that is Spanish-speaking, and we are so, as Presbyterians, we are so terrible at it um, for many reasons uh, that we just felt like uh, as hard and as overwhelming as it might feel to do this, it's too great an opportunity for us to just pass up on. And so uh, it is their desire to join with us to become a congregation of our church under the oversight of our session in the same way that Redeemer Southwest would be. So, huh? Yeah. Um, and so, um, the the big thing, uh, the big thing is, is that we need to find them a pastor. Um, and it really needs to be somebody who um, who can be ordained in our denomination, but who also either speaks Spanish or or speaks enough Spanish that he can lead a multicultural work. We're not exactly sure whether it's going to be a Spanish-speaking or multicultural. There's lots of stuff to figure out about that. But here's the thing. There's about five of those guys in the whole United States. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not exaggerating that. There literally, literally are about five, probably five guys in the whole country that, 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 that are either you know, native Spanish speakers, but who also have the educational background that is required in our denomination for ordination, and so it's it's a real it's a real um, it's a real you know it's a really big deal. And so if they if we can't find them a pastor, then it's going to become harder and harder for them to to sustain themselves on their own instead of just absorbing. What we were hoping at the beginning of this year, what we were hoping is that they would merge with Redeemer Southwest, and that Jeff would be pastoring a multicultural congregation of people that really almost would have been half. Or maybe thirty-five percent Spanish-speaking uh, and sixty-five percent Anglo, but they really want to try try to give it a go on their own. So um, it's going to be re- it's a really big deal. It's a lot of work. Uh, there's a commission now of our session, Jonathan and Gene Lanehart, and a couple of other guys who are who are going to act as their session. And one of the the first thing out of the, out of the blocks that we have to do is we have to we have to go in search of a pastor for them so that that guy can be can be leading them. And hopefully trained by us, uh, probably not to the extent that Jeff was, because we can't wait that long. 
but trained by us and then leading them as they uh, seek to. And what our hope is, is that we could, we could have a Spanish-speaking congregation that would become a launching pad for church planting all over um, Polk County and down the 17 corridor and the 27 corridor down in Highlands County and Arcadia and Wachula. We have a, we have a PCA church in Wachula. Uh, that is that is failing, and please forgive the the. This is probably a rude way of saying this, but it's it's failing because uh, there are about um, about ten percent of the town is white and ninety percent is Hispanic. But but um, all, that ten percent all go to the PCA church in downtown Wachula, and so they're just failing to reach their neighbors. Uh, and so we need a Hispanic or multicultural work there. But how do you know? So how do you, you see what I'm saying? You start to see that. So we need a place that can become not only uh, a church plant uh, that aims at Spanish-speaking people in our city, but that can become a launching pad for um, future church plants, not only in Winter Haven but all over Central Florida. So that's a big deal. Why does it make you emotional? Can I ask to put you on the spot? Yeah. 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 Sure. Yeah. <laughs> What's that? There. Yeah. She said, "There's part of your core team. You're going, Diane. That's what she's saying." <laughs> So and no, and I'm very excited too because I really do long to see um, us work uh, with Spanish-speaking people in our city. Part of me really longs. I mean, and deep in my soul, I long for greater um, diversity here in this room on Sunday morning. Part of the brokenness of our city is that there are African American churches and they're white churches. There are African-American pastoral associations in the city and white pastoral associations in the city. I mean, this is a real problem. So it's a great opportunity for us uh, to to have this congregation. And if you noticed, uh, there were probably 30 people from that church that were at our Christmas Eve service. Uh, and so we, there are ways for us to worship together and really integrate our life with one another. But the, the, the you know, the original kind of they have a Spanish church and we have a white church. I mean, I'm grateful for the opportunity, but I'm still, I still long for a greater expression of, of, of our unity in Christ and some of those things. But I'm really, 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 really excited about this, I, th- I think. John, you know, Jonathan and I kind of go back and forth between like, oh, this is going to be a lot of work. Um, you know, and... <laughs> no, he's pretty, he's pretty steadfast, yeah, because he's been the one, he's been the one with the front row seat for most of this stuff, so... Any other questions about that? It's, it's neat. I mean, and so so we don't have so just we don't have any plans to go and try to replace Jeff with another church planting apprentice because we feel like this is this is what what God has called us to in the in the in the short term for you know our next kind of church planting project. So in 2016, this is what we envision being the church planting work that the church is doing. Does that make sense? Uh, Charlotte and Frederico went, I don't know if you even noticed, they kind of went MIA from here for about nine months. It's because we kind of encouraged them to go over and try to bring some vibrancy into that place. And obviously with her getting sick, they kind of pulled back and, and with some of the things happening there. So there's a lot of connections that we have that I'm really, really excited about. No questions? You know, I mean, Lauren, you know, um, Adonaris, right?
Yeah, she works with you. So I mean, there. I mean, again, there's ways that we're connected. It's just it's just being able to really solidify that. So it's kind of neat. So pray that we can find a guy, uh, and pray that we can really uh, navigate the waters of, of of making this happen with him. Okay, neat stuff. Well, thank you again for being here tonight. We're over time. I apologize. Although we're not under the deadline, is not as it's not as firm with uh, youth group. Youth group's already started over there. Brandon wanted me to let you know. Please don't just go sauntering through the the um, fellowship hall because they're going to be there in their meeting. So grab the kids if you need to, and um, make you know go out one of the sides. Okay. But thanks for being here. Let me pray one more time. Uh, Father, thank you for all the things you're doing in us. And do hear our cries about the, the daily bread that we still need. We thank you that we can trust you to provide for us. Where we dare to align our life mission with yours, that you love to pour out your blessing in abundance. And so we do anticipate that and look, look for that. And so bless us, Father, that we might be a blessing, we pray. And we pray in Jesus' name, amen. Again, thank you. Thank you for being here. You're dismissed.